the principles of uh, Christian manhood are so important. And what we've kind of been seeing over the last few generations and even a little bit further back than that is just this disconnect in actually passing and the legacy of wisdom and manhood from one generation to the next. So stick with us. We're actually going to answer that question next with our guest, Artur. What is up, my Full Power Brothers? Uh, thank you all for tuning in today. We have an actual real treat in store. We've got our tour in the studio. Actually, this is our first episode in the studio, so we're excited about that, and we're excited, obviously, about our first guest. Um, and kind of before we get into uh, too much of the nitty-gritty and uh, start talking about legacy of manhood and passing of wisdom and all that kind of stuff, um, I do want to give you guys a quick update because we are in the studio for the first time and uh, really excited about that and want to say a uh, special thanks to uh, Dr. Timothy Brown and his staff here and all the volunteers at Arden First Baptist Church in North Carolina. Um, they made this space possible, so we're very thankful for that. And uh, um, yeah, just want to shout out to them and uh, hopefully uh, we can wrangle them into getting them on the show here soon as well. Um, but if you're ever in the beautiful mountains of Western North Carolina, swing by the church and uh, check them out, or uh, you can connect with them on their, uh, on their website. It's Arden F B C that's Arden F is in first B is in Baptist C is in church.com. And, uh, you can connect with them that way. So, uh, anyway, a lot, lot to be thankful for. Um, and, uh, let's, uh, let's kind of open up with a word of prayer. Arthur, would you mind uh, opening us in prayer? Yeah, no problem. God, we come to you today as men, as followers of you, to, to grow closer to you and closer to each other here. We just want to thank you for all the things you're doing. Thank you for Andrew and his vision, um, and thank you for him leading this and, and wanting to bring out manhood and, and other men here. We ask you to bless this time and bless the rest of our day. Amen. Amen. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. So um, I, I'm going to, I know our tour because we're buddies, but uh um, just to give you guys a little idea of what he's into, I mean, he's into so many things. He's, uh, he's got a Bachelor of Arts from Gardner-Webb in Youth Discipleship. Uh, you've been on staff with uh, the Clayton King Crossroads Summer Camp. That's kind of how we connected yeah. and met. And um, then you're a graduate student also at Gardner-Webb. And um, you're doing your Master's in Divinity. And recently you became the Interim Minister Youth Pastor at First Baptist Church in Shelby. Yeah. So... That's that's all exciting stuff, man. Yeah. How do you how do you find time in your day to keep keep living life, man? <laughs> I, yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't know how I find time in my day. Yeah, it just happens. Yeah, um, that's good, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I have a lot of relaxing time, but I try to structure it in a way I can keep up with everything I'm doing with school and with work. And now now I'm balancing a new new pastorate job. Yeah, man. Exciting times. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. It's God's kind of bringing it fast and furious yeah, to it's you. It's good to be full. Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm blessed. I'd, I'd rather be full than empty right now. I hear you, man. I hear you. So um, we, you're, you're on the show because, uh, one, we're friends, and two, yeah. you've got, you know, this uh, background and knowledge and everything on, um, you know, youth discipleship and everything. So we're kind of talking about the idea of manhood, and, you know, we see that in the Bible you know, um, Solomon writes Proverbs and everything, and we've got all this information that says, you know, incline your ear and pay attention, my son, and it's this idea of passing wisdom. And um, 
you know, uh, kind of to kick things off, um, I, I do want to read a quick passage from Proverbs. It's actually Proverbs 4, 10 through 13, and kind of use this as a little bit of a jumping off point for our conversation today. So Proverbs 4, 10 through 13, it says, Hear my son and accept my words that the years of your life may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the paths of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered. And if you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her and she is your life. So, I mean, we kind of clearly see that, you know, God's heart is this, this transmission, this communication of wisdom, um, you know, and specifically in this passage, it's like father to son, right? Um, so we're kind of thinking about, you know, how some of some, some guys listening today, you know, some of us do have kids, some of us don't have kids. Um, so, uh, how, how, how do we kind of, um, embody that transmission of, um, you know, this kind of manly wisdom from one generation to the next? Yeah, I, w- I would say I would, I'd be lacking in the fatherhood department. Hey, um, it'll, it'll probably come, man. It'll probably yeah, be coming. Probably soon. Um, for, for you, you know, you, you have that, but I would say the whole reason I felt the calling or I, you know, I want to be a youth pastor was due to the, the fact that I had a, a great godly man that I met through church when I was in high school, when I was a sophomore in high school at new spring church. Um, his name's Alex, and Alex uh, became like my small group leader. He was able to 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 speak to me. We we went on a lot of different um, like summer camps when when we would do our summer camp at New Spring and in Daytona called the Gauntlet, and it it just it felt so natural. Um, he he able, he was able to lead us in a way that I, that just, I don't know. It just felt it felt very holy. It felt very like authoritative it felt very um leader driven and and not only that but he wanted to disciple us to be able to impact another you know another person another friend or when we get older you know disciple disciple more um men or or boys into men Mm -hmm. and that that was something that i really liked and when it came time to start looking at colleges i was like "Eh, maybe i want to start looking at places that i can do youth discipleship and and garner webb was one of the only colleges that had youth discipleship as a as an actual degree to get. So I was yeah. like, oh, that sounds good. So I, you know, I, I was like, ah, that's that's where I need to be. And you know, praying through the whole time of of figuring it out. And I was like, yep, that's that's the calling I have on my life. I see what Alex has done in my life and, yeah. and some of the small group guys that I was in with, um, and, and being able to do that. I was like, well, let's see where God takes me. And that now I'm here, oddly enough, you know, it's yeah. crazy how God works. Um, but, you know, seeing him as, as just a friend that turned into, you know, a mentor in, in my life that was able to impact me for yeah. other people. Um, when I got into, into my summer after my junior year, I became an intern at the, at First Baptist in Shelby. And I met a guy, his name's Harrison and Harrison I kind of could see a little bit of myself in. I was like, uh, now I got to disciple him. And I was yeah. like, all this, all, you know, my whole life leading up to it is, is, is that now. And I learned that from what Alex has taught me about how, you know, to, to mentor and to lead another, another guy uh, who's close in age. Um, but obviously I had a little bit mature maturity on him um, in age. 
and I just I took took it and ran with it. I didn't know what I was doing, but I just was like, well, if I become a friend and and lead them towards Jesus, I guess that's what discipling's about. That's a, that's and, a win. Yeah. That's always a win. Yeah, and uh, it, it's cool. And and now he's doing worship leadership at Columbia International University. Um, how cool! And yeah, so but I like how you, you start off with Proverbs. I you know we. We went through the summer of the coronavirus in yep. 2020. Yep. We decided to go through the book of Proverbs and something that we talked about. You know, we, we read it and every day we like FaceTimed and just talked about what we, what we've, you know, learned or what we thought about it. And something that we continued to, to like go back to was it felt like a father was telling a son yeah. how to live their, you know, their life, how to grow up, what, yeah. what to do, what not to do, you know, talk about if, if you work, you'll never be hungry, but if you don't work, you'll always, you know, things yeah. like that. And, and it felt perfect for what we're doing now. And I thought Proverbs was perfect for, for that leadership and that, that manhood, um, one of the best manhood books in the Bible. I, I feel like, cause it is like a father telling yeah. their son. There's the depth of wisdom there. I mean, you could, you could do a study in there, you know, day after day, week after week, year after year, whatever. And so as you're kind of thinking about like Alex and, and, you know, how he kind of inspired this in you and kind of showed you some principles of kind of mentorship and, and kind of this idea of legacy and passing principles and wisdom of manhood. Um, what the, I've seen kind of some studies, and this is kind of where the question's coming up in my mind, where there's just such stark difference between kind of how young ladies learn or women learn and young men versus men, men learn. And uh, one of the studies that's kind of come into my mind is they actually put like young, young kids, like my kids age, like three, one, two um, in a room and they had some chairs and some toys and like the little girls would put their chairs in a circle. So they like built community and they started having conversation and we're talking like about dollies and stuff like that. The boys every time would line their chairs up in a row and look out and be like, Hey, let's go do that. And then they band together and go do something. So we have, you know, inherently different kind of personalities and way we deal with things just based on our genders. So kind of with you and Alex, you know, and the idea of passing manhood and manly wisdom, what would you say are the nuances and the differences to um, reaching men as opposed to reaching women? Like what do we need to do differently to make sure our boys don't get left behind? Yeah. Th so this actually, this Tuesday I was in, I was in class and we're talking about, it's called um, Grief, Loss, Death, and Dying, which is an odd class to talk about yeah. uh, manhood. But we're talking about it, about how men and women think differently and feel differently and respond to, diff, you know, crisis in a different way. And our our professor was saying men think always more cognitively. Not always, but they, they tend Typically, to think yeah. more, yeah, tend to think more uh, more cognitively, especially dealing with the loss and uh, females will, will probably be more emotionally, you know, that's, and, and bringing up a death. Like I had two grandparents die six months and I was, I didn't show much emotion. I was like, yeah, you know, like yeah, they're getting a little older, you know, yeah. it, was, it was just, you know, I, and that's, that's how I cope. But right. with my, my girlfriend, if, if things like that would happen, it would be more emotional and she would have to like cope emotionally through it. And, and, you know, where I just see the answer and fix it or yeah. the pro see the problem and fix it. And, and for, I think I like how you said the, you set up guys or the boys in a line and they, you know, all make a decision. The girls 
and you can kind of see that cognitive versus emotional. Mm-hmm. Emotional, they want to develop like a community or relationship, and and the men seem or the the boys want to go and do something, and they yeah. all kind of lead. Um, we're super kind of like we're 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 wired to be more like objective driven. Mm-hmm. So um, with that in mind, like I know that a lot of times like with guys, if you give us say, okay, like go volunteer at this mission or this, uh, you know, homeless shelter or, you know, go do campus beautification at the church or something like that. That's when we really like get on board. Cause we've got something like tactile mm-hmm. that we can put our hands on. And, um, it's you like know, a challenge. Yeah. It's a give, challenge. Give a challenge so they can respond to it. Exactly. And, and You know, females don't always want a challenge to go respond to in, in, in that sense. Whereas men, I feel like they do want something they can take ownership of. And I think that's the big thing with youth as well as giving like a, a young man speaking in, in terms of youth ministry, give them something to take ownership of so they can feel proud of, so they can feel like they've done something. And I feel like that's a big, you know, bring, why don't you like, take a challenge? Why don't you bring two friends new yeah. to church yeah. this Wednesday or this Sunday? And that's, that's a finite goal that they can mm-hmm. grab onto and they're, you know, they can feel good yeah. when they succeed that. I yeah. like that. Yeah. So I feel like that's, you know, being a leader is is giving an an attainable goal, but challenging enough. You know, high invitation, high challenge. I like um, that. Is like what I would what I would say, kind of kind of towards that, trying to trying to lead lead men, so they can they can feel accomplished when they get something done, or you can say, hey, this is where you strayed away a little bit, and we can get you back on the path. You know, whatever yeah. it might be. Kind of like that. Um, I don't know if you've read uh, Wild at Heart, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so good book. I recommend it. Um, and uh, I read it a long time ago, so it's, it's kind of a little foggy at this point in my mind. But the idea is that we as men, we want to be on adventure, you know, like to go to your point, a challenge. We want to be on adventure. And um, I think it's just so significant, the idea of being on mission with God. You know, we're actually doing something. It doesn't matter if you work for UPS and you deliver parcels or you're a pastor or you're on the mission field. It doesn't matter what you're uh, actually doing. You're on mission and you're on ministry. And um, with the idea of next generation, how do we pass that kind of ownership and buy-in on God's mission and that purpose, you know, trying to find the manly purpose for our lives? How do we pass that? like from our generation down to the next generation. Yeah. I feel like I'm running into that now with when I'm taking this, this new job is how do I pass on what I have to these younger boys in the, in the youth ministry. And that, that's something that I I feel like is going to be my whole next season. And and it starts with setting the parameters of what a a manly um, like life looks like, what a, what a Christ filled life looks like. And, I, I think because because some of them don't have father figures at right. home, and I, that's that's the biggest thing is like now whatever I do, they're gonna see as a father figure, and and I think passing it on should you know point straight to the Bible with whatever you're dealing with, mm-hmm. um, sh- show them other godly men to look at, like look yeah. at to to model themselves, show them you know what's wrong and what's right cuz cuz some kids really just don't know yeah. what's wrong and what's right yeah. um according and, uh, to a, to moral and and christian ethics yeah. and standards and and not to interrupt but i think you you kind of alluded and touched on a really important point you said taking everything back to the bible and i think 
you know, foundationally, like we need to know as men that the only way we can have the, you know, full power, if you want to call it that, to be able to walk out this passing of wisdom is through God's power. And the only way we do that is when we stay rooted in scripture and in prayer and in his presence. So um, I think that's huge. And kind of before we, we were kind of talking and just hanging out informally before the show, um, you know, we're, we're talking a little bit about the role of, um, you know, the church in this and also, um, you know, outside of that, the family. So what, what, what are the, what are the responsibilities of the family first? Cause I think we probably agree that, you know, discipleship needs to happen in the home first and then kind of the church is the extension of that. So where, where are the delineation of responsibilities there in, in your experience? Yeah. So it's funny. That was one of the questions they, they asked me now I interviewed and, mm-hmm. and you know, how would you bring the family along in your ministry? Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, well, I don't want to sound like I don't care about my job, but, I can only do so much for the kids at, at some point, the, the parents or whoever they have at home have to kind of take ownership of their own child to, to, to lead them mm-hmm. because they can only get so much out of coming to church a few times yeah. a week. Yeah. You know, if that, so I, I think it's speaking into the parents too, yeah. giving them easily attainable goals. Mm-hmm. When I, when I send the kids home, like make sure that they can, they can, um, the parents will, will know what they learned on a, on a Wednesday night or a Sunday or, or whatever. And also making sure that the, the parents have people surrounding them from our church too, mm-hmm. because I, I don't want to be the only one like dragging, wanting to drag them to church because yeah, you don't I, do ministry in a yeah. vacuum, you mm-hmm. know, it's community. So I think it's, it's, it's finding a good group for them to be in, whether it's a Sunday school class or, a small group or whatever it is. But I, I really, I really think that it starts with the parents cause I, they're the, they're the first contact and the last contact the kids will see each and every day. Yep. And I think if, if they are leading a godly life, the the kids are going to be more like in tune with, Oh, like maybe yeah. I'll, maybe I want to do that too. And then yeah. when they see me, it's, it's just easier. So I'm not the one, like one pointing fingers at them. Be like, yeah, they feel like I'm, I'm trying to be their parent or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're, you're kind of coming along and, and the, the way it should work mm-hmm. is you're just kind of reinforcing what dad's leading from home. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, um, I'm more of a cooler level. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I want to be like, you know, the cool friend yeah. and like, a, a you know, kind of a, a leadership figure. Um, I don't want to be telling them like, you can't do this, can't do that. I want to be the one encourage them to do the right thing. I don't yeah. want to be the one them coming in feeling like, yeah, this is, you want to be winsome. Office. You don't want to be the taskmaster. Yeah. You don't want to be yeah. like the guy with the ruler. You know, mm-hmm. we can't, I don't think we can do this at school, but you yeah. know, wrap them on the wrist exactly. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so as, as you've kind of journeyed through ministry, you know, with crossroads and with, with working with youth and everything, um, what would you say the biggest story that you've seen of kind of like the generational pass of manly wisdom? What's, what's kind of the biggest story you've encountered in your journey so far? Yeah, so when I was when I was uh like in high school, I was I I was I guess a freshman and I wasn't going to church at that point. I really wanted to, but I didn't have anywhere to where to go. And and one of the captains on our wrestling team 
uh, he went to New Spring, like, and he would go, you know, Wednesdays and Sundays, and he would always ask the team, hey, you want to go to church with me Wednesday after practice? I'm like, oh, you know, I, like, I got to get home. I go shower. I got to go do my homework. I was like, it's just not good. But yeah. then, like, once wrestling season ended, I was like, okay, I'll go. So I went, and then that was, like, what started me on my path of, like, I w- then, like, the next step was, like, I want to be baptized. Yeah. Next step was start serving in the church. I, I, I saw how every time, like, I, I showed up, there was a next step for me to take, and yeah. there was some man telling me um, or encouraging me, like, what, what that next step is. And I feel like that would be, like, generational because it continued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and right now, I have a next step. Yeah. Um, I don't know really what it is because I have a bunch of next steps at oh, my, yeah. at my uh, doorstep right now. But for for me, it was like, I, I first it was just like an invitation to come to church. Yep. Then it was like, you know, I, I, you know, I'm already saved. Like, what's the next step? And I'm talking to one, the, the guy on the wrestling team. He's like, hey, I'm getting baptized. It was in Ingalls. He was mm-hmm. checking me out at Ingalls. And he was like, hey, I'm getting baptized May 5th. Have you thought about it? And I was like, no. I went home and I was like, "Hey, mom, like, I want to get baptized." She's like, "Perfect." So yeah, like, let's I did. do that. So I did it with the with the guy on the wrestling team. That's um, fantastic. And so then it was like, "All right, what's next?" Now I got to start serving. So it kind of like there was always someone speaking into me about doing a next yeah. step, and I think that's like we never want to be a stagnant character, right? You know, like, you want to be dynamic. Yeah. So you want to continue to grow, like. I mean, that, I hope that for my whole life yeah. that I, you know, I'm 80 years old. I'm still like, oh, what's my next step for me to do, yeah. you know? So. And, and I think, I think we don't want to miss this too, that you, you kind of talked about this kind of highway continuum. You've got all these different on-ramps, you know, maybe, maybe your on-ramp is salvation. Maybe your on-ramp is baptism. Maybe your on-ramp is like you getting plugged in with the church, you know, maybe it's discipleship, whatever it is, you know, I'd encourage all of us to prayerfully consider what our next step is and what our on-ramp is to get on mission with God and, you know, not be bashful from stepping up and doing that because what that allows us to do is when we're on that path with God, this generational path of wisdom is just kind of a natural flow um, because God's pouring wisdom into us and then he's also bringing people into our sphere that we're able to pour into as well. And, um, you know, um, if if you were to say kind of um, maybe two or three different principles, what would you say like um, really key nuggets of wisdom are that we need to like intentionally make sure that kids, young young men hear about, mm-hmm. that we share with them? Yeah. It'd be easy to say prayer and, yeah. you know. Like stuff like that. Holy like, answers. Yeah. Holy answers. Um, you win. You get, you, you get a hundred percent. You pass the test. <laughs> um, I, I would say growth would be one. Okay. Yeah. Um, kind of what we touched on last. Like I want, I, I look over my life and I, I see how I always had someone to challenge me to grow. So I think like a healthy challenge of growth is like something I want to pour into my youth ministry. I feel like that's kind of like a foundational, um, uh, thing that, kids can can look up to and men can look up to what mm-hmm. we talked about challenge you know yeah um two I, I would i would really have to say like being being someone that is a leader mm-hmm. um we always we have, I have a class called leadership and administration and we always talk about the difference of of being a leader and just having power yeah um so i, I think being a leader because if you're a good leader people are going to want to follow you mm-hmm. um you know, men, 
I feel like are just born leaders. Yep. Uh, not all the time and not always, but a lot of, we just have that, that like earning, earning yeah. of like to, 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 to grow Take up and charge. do things yeah. and, you know, have the power and, and have people to lead and be a good leader and, mm-hmm. and a thoughtful leader. So I think being, being a leader would be, be one. And then third, I think is, is just being able to, to have like accountability. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a big thing with, with, teenagers and, and college students is because they're kind of on their own, but not really. Mm-hmm. And, and they need someone to, to have accountability yeah. over them. And that was something for me that I always had. And, and with, with friends and with, with Alex, yep. uh, he was always able to keep me accountable and, and show me like what to do in, in this situation. It's like, are, are you, you know, are you living a, a Christian life? Are you living this, this life that you want to be living? Mm-hmm. Um, are you sure that's like what you should be doing? Have you th- talked to God about the, you know, yeah. things like that. And, and I feel like that's what I was able to do with Harrison when he was looking for colleges, when yeah. he was seeing what he wanted to do with his life, his, you know, his relationships and, and able to keep accountability and mm-hmm. not me just, you know, calling him, Hey, you know, what are you doing? It was him coming to me to yeah. keep, you know, ask me to keep him accountable, which I like, Yep. So, so I'm not just the, like you said, I'm just hitting people. I'm, yeah. You, know, <laughs> you, did bad, you did bad. You did bad. No, exactly. You did bad. You did good. You know? And, and, you know, I think, I think that's awesome. So you've got growth, you've got being a leader and you've got the accountability. And I really like, I really like the idea of accountability. I like all of them, but, um, I think the real key with accountability and some people really miss this is just 100% transparency. So you're not mm-hmm. going to have accountability with everybody it's going to be a very close knit group. And, um, I think it's equally as important for, um, the generation that's pouring in as the generation that's being poured into, because again, we have to, like you were talking about, you've got your platform and people are looking to you as a father figure. Um, they're looking to you for leadership, you know, the passage of that manly wisdom and knowledge. And to be able to achieve that, you have to have that close knit group of guys around you. Um, to provide that accountability, um, to, you know, encourage you to be the leader and then to keep you kind of on path with growth with God. And, um, so I think all those are very huge. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I think at, at its core there, there's, there's discipleship and evangelism as well, you know, um, because we've kind of been talking on the premise that for the most part, the next generation's already arrived, right? They're already Christ followers or on team Jesus. So what can we do, you know, not to be that taskmaster, but to be winsome, you know, there's always generational differences, like stuff that connects with me and you, it doesn't necessarily connect with folks older than us or connects with folks younger than us. So specifically as we're thinking about younger generations, what do we need to position ourselves to do? Is there technologies we need to learn? you know, do I have to get back on social media? I mean, what do I have to do to make sure that I'm intentionally winsome for the next generation and not off-putting? I think you just have to be open is the first thing, like open line, be honest. And that's what happened with me yesterday when I was in the men's ministry, uh, small group, just be honest with them. When they, when they come to you about questions, you know, don't tell them just what they want to hear because then they're not right. going to grow. They're not going to be challenged. You're gonna stay that cozy, that cozy feeling of of wanting to just sit and nothing, nothing will ever happen. So I think being 
able to be honest with people, be be intentional with people. And then as far as generational as is probably more so me going up in generation, talking to them, because mm-hmm. that's where where I'm at in, in the church, is trying to appeal to them a little bit too. Right. So they don't feel like you're just trying to kick them out of the church and bring in new yeah. blood, which you don't want to do, but you do have to bring in that that, that yeah. fresh idea, that freshness to the church, mm-hmm. those new Christians or the, the wannabe new Christians so you can have someone to lead. Um, yeah, just, and it's it's that it's that beautiful blend of the wisdom and everything that the older generation brings to the table, and you know the vibrance and the creativity that the younger generation brings to the table. And something that our pastor talks about a lot is the message doesn't change. So the gospel is always the gospel, right? And the Bible is always the Bible, but the methods change. And you know, kind of we were talking about it. The idea is, you know, even Jesus used the technology of the day. He went out in a boat, you know, when all the people were pressing into him and, you know, he couldn't get to a place where people could see him and hear him. He'd go out in the boat on the lake. So he'd look out and broadcast his voice. So he was using that technology as being winsome with what he had then in that generation. And I think, you know, that kind of goes with what, what we're talking about here. Yeah. Jesus adapted to, to whoever he needed to talk to. And I think that's a, a great sign is you can show that straight to the people you're dealing with. Um, in my case, the older generation in a church show that Jesus did this. And it's like, we can, we're not, we're not putting ourselves as a death, a deficit. You know, we can just be just like Jesus. And then that will, that will in turn facilitate what we're going to do about bringing new people in. But I do like, you know, you, you want to stick with the wisdom and, and the people that have been there, but at the same time, you want to rejuvenate that church and, I think you just you're at a crossroads when you don't want to be too pushy pushy right and yeah. and you want to do it in a respectful manner yeah but I, I think that's why you gotta appeal to people yeah because when you appeal to them and be like look you remember what it looked like in the 70s when this church was full every sunday mm-hmm. don't you want to bring it back to that and they're like oh i do want to bring it back to that yeah so yeah. so then it's like it has that vision in their heads like oh like we can do that yeah so like what haven't we done or what did we do then to to get people here? Yeah. Why don't we just start back again instead of being in our board and, and cozy state? Yeah. So I think I think that's it. It's like, huh, don't you want to do this? And yeah. it kind of just like dangles the food out in front of them. And they're like, okay, I'll go do that. And you just yeah. let them hook on. Yeah. I, I think that's good. I think two things, you know, that, that makes me think of uh, this kind of like tweetable comment, mission over comfort. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, the idea of not getting complacent or comfortable where we are. But also, you know, I think you kind of temper a lot of that with, again, that kind of blend of the wisdom with the vibrance and everything. And to be able to get to that point, you have to talk, you know, this kind of goes back to my sales, you know, background and everything in real estate. You know, they always talk about what's your big why? Why do you do what you're doing? You know, why are you in real estate every day? Why do you get up and do what you do? So to appeal to people, especially generationally, you have to bring them back to what their big why is. And for us as Christian men, our big why is God's glorification and the advancement of the kingdom. And, you know, whether it's a church that's, you know, losing numbers and losing ground in the community, you know, return to your big, big why, you know, the Bible calls it return to your first love, you know, get back to that vibrant pursuit and love of Jesus and everything else is going to fall into place. And, you know, if it's talking to the younger generation, you know, get back to what their big why is. 
what is your big why? Well, it's, you know, making Jesus's name famous, you know, in my school or, you know, in my place of work or whatever the case may be. And so I think bringing us back to the big why is just so huge. Yeah. And, and you, you brought up numbers. You ne- it, People say, oh, it's not about the numbers. And, and it's truly not because at the end of the day, it's whatever you're doing with the people that are there and, and how, how much you want to grow the people in there. But you want to get new people into that church mm-hmm. because I don't necessarily want to take people from another church to bring them in, but I want right. to, I want to reach the people who are not in church or who right. might've left church or who even left our church yeah. to, um, and, and speaking, you know, mostly of, of the youth. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's easy to, to get the youth there a yeah. lot of times. It's not always easy to get the parents or maybe the, the, the adults. So I, I think whenever we start dealing with numbers in a sense of, seeing look how healthy our church is, that's yeah. when you want to measure those numbers and, right. and you don't want to always just be like, oh, we have this many people coming, right. but what do you do with them? Yeah, is oh, there they're depth? just here. You just don't want to be wide and you just you need to have width and mm-hmm. depth. Yeah. I think I think that's so good, man. And, uh, you know, uh, if we kind of think about the idea, kids are being birthed every day, right? <laughs> so new people are coming onto this planet and if we're not being winsome and opening the church doors and inviting people in, we're losing ground. That's just the way it is. So I think, you know, as we fight this battle, it's obviously a spiritual battle. Um, it's something that we can't do in our flesh as men. It's something that we can only do in partnership with God. So I kind of want to invite him into this and, and to build us up in that. So let's go to him in prayer real quick. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for being able to hang out with our tour today, uh, just to talk about, you know, passing manly wisdom and um, your precepts from one generation to the next. And even in some instances, having younger generations speaking to older generations. And uh, we just uh, know that this is not something that uh, is easily done. Uh, it's a big challenge. It's a big undertaking. And the cool thing is you've wired us as men to uh, rise up to the challenges and to get excited about adventure. And uh, we just uh, ask that you give us the opportunities to share your wisdom and also the uh, insight to um, listen to the Holy Spirit and his promptings on what to share and when to share it. And uh, we just know that uh, all that will be for your glory and the advancement of the kingdom, and we trust you with the outcome. In Christ's name, amen. Our tour, thanks so much for being on the show, man. Um, and for all the listeners today, in case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, et cetera, et cetera. Um, We typically do new shows uh, every Tuesday, and then we've got specials and testimonials uh, that get dropped kind of sporadically as uh, God brings people to the ministry. So uh, that's kind of how we do that. And uh, if you guys want to connect with us, we'd love to hear your stories. Um, Shoot us an email. The easiest way to get a hold of us is connect at fullpowermen.com. Again, that's connect at fullpowermen.com. And um, Artur, uh, how how can people connect with you? Yeah, so I have Facebook. And uh, it's, it's just my name, Artur Hofer. And then on Twitter is Hofer underscore Artur. All right. Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, Get up with it. Artur. He's got good things to share. <laughs> so, uh, guys, um, appreciate you all tuning in. And uh, as always, you're loved, you're sent. Uh, be blessed out there and, uh, you know, make generational um, passing of manhood wisdom a priority and a focus. And, uh, you're, man, just get out of here and we'll catch you next time. Be good.